welcome to the Anarcho Geek Power Hour. It's been a minute. Uh, thanks, thanks to everyone who reached out and offered support while I was in the hospital for being work shy. I I appreciate it. It definitely will happen again. Today we're talking we're talking video games, and uh, and I got I got my friend. Uh, we call them Doctor Video Games around the office. It's uh, it's B. How's it going? <laughs> Hi. I didn't realize this was your inaugural return um, to health and podcasting. Oh yeah, um, we're back. yeah we're back, lar- large and in charge. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, um, video games. Video video games. Just call me Video James. The way that I'm going to be talking about video games. This is a uh, this is going to be uh, this is it's weird to run a. A nerd, a nerdo podcast because there's a lot of micro and macro topics. If you're talking, mm-hmm. if you're just talking about the general realm of nerd shit, and this is going to be a macro topic, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my, I'm gonna wave my little lasso, throw it out there, and I'm gonna corral this a little bit. Today we're gonna be talking about video games specifically that can run on a shitty laptop, um, in the way that like I guess Doom can run on forty million crabs or something. I don't know. That's a headline I just saw. Sounds like some neuromancer shit. I'm not into it. Um, but yeah, uh, B, you got some, you got some feelings. You got some feelings about video games that you could make in uh, in a deep dark dungeon on a on like a on Game Boy and a in an old Dell. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about this actually. Um, tied up in you know, plenty of thoughts about capitalism and all that. Um, I can say that back in 2012 or something, I found this book in a random ass bookstore in Berkeley called Video Game Zinesters by Anna Anthropy. And that book was like, oh shit, like video games are for me. They are for weirdo freaks. Like, cause it was all about just any like in the same way that anyone can make a zine like anyone can make a video game you can make a video game about whatever you want like it doesn't have to be something huge and important it can be like this random dream you had or whatever and Mm. thinking about video games in that way and being able to connect with other people who also cared about games in that way was huge and rad and now i love I like love to do nights with my friends where I'm just like, okay, like everyone, we're all like gathering in front of the projector and I'm going to curate a selection of video games for the night. And they're all going to be like catered to you and your abilities and like what you want to play. That's, um, re- that's really cute. <laughs> Cause I, I like, there's like so much that goes. Okay. Like, everyone plays video games. I like from your 90 year old grandma to like, obviously small children now, like everyone plays video games. Um, Even if it's just like Wordle on your phone or whatever, I think that counts. Um, And I think the big turnoff for a lot of people in playing video games is it's like this sense of ability that all video games are too hard and they can't play them because they're too hard. But it's really just a matter of like literacy and like literal controller literacy or game literacy. Whereas like if I were to hand someone a fourth grader, like a Shakespeare play, they wouldn't be able to read it either. And so there are totally games that if I handed someone who doesn't play games, 
a game, they could figure out how to play it because it would be at their level and like at a place that it would be fun or enjoyable to explore. So people who don't play video games are actually my favorite people to play video games with because they do such weird shit. They're like not used to the world. And so they just like do totally wild stuff. That's a really interesting, I think that <clears throat> that might be wind up being a good title for this episode is just like video game scenes. I totally forgot about Anna's zine. Like uh-huh. you just get, get like shot me back to 2000, 2013. Um, yeah. A deep sense memory of that beautiful zine. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, people who I noticed that if I'm playing, you know, I've been playing a lot of uh, Zelda the last few months, and in preparation for this episode, I've been revisiting a lot of, like, Twine games and stuff like that. And playing Zelda, a game that is, you know, made to for everyone can, like, pretty easily understand you're the, you're the small boy and you're on a big adventure, you hit things with the sword and et cetera. Um, and it, we don't have to call him a boy. <laughs> yeah, that's... You, you know, trying to find two where <laughs> I should not I should not have uh, gendered Link or Zelda. Nobody's quite sure who what that what uh, their name is. Um, uh, but it didn't prepare me for like the weird, beautiful world of these fucked up little games that I used to play mm-hmm. uh, a lot more of. These word based games where you have to like feed feed the brood mother. Um, uh, eggs yeah. and it turns out being like the most beautifully written thing you've read in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I also really like turning people on to the idea of video games, which is kind of the ulterior motive of this, this being our first kind of video game focused episode mm-hmm. um, is hopefully a lot of people who are out there who don't really play a lot of video games who maybe have a shitty laptop or just like, you know, don't have a, s- have a setup for games or don't really have the capacity for it or think that it's a huge time commitment can hear a lot of the shit we're talking about and dip in. Like a lot of these will take you about an hour and mm-hmm. you can just get transported in the way that you'll get transported in a zine, but in a far weirder way um, then a zine can do like, I think video games as a medium and coming at it as like, as a, as a total Luddite who doesn't really know how they're made at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so fascinating and so beautiful to me. Um, I think what you're saying about, uh, like comparing Zelda to a lot of these smaller, real weird things too, also ties into, I think why, video games are such a turnoff to so many like countercultural or anarchist people is that so many like big budget AAA games, like the super popular games or whatever are all about like pretty gross power fantasies. They're like militaristic. They're like singular heroes saving the world. They're often like wildly colonialist at like best. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And like, like I can tell with like when you like, I don't know, start Assassin's Creed or something like that. You're like, oh, this game was made by men for men. Like you can tell just by like people are animated and like the way they say words, like before you even get into gameplay, you're like, this is not for me. Like this is hugely Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, that like singular hero gonna save the world thing is so unappealing. Like, no, thank you on such a strong (laughs) 
And even in our circles, it's like as somebody who was raised in, and like socialized largely as a as a boy who grew up playing a lot of video games, those scenarios are like things that uh, even though I've like unlearned are like easy to kind of like fall back into the trap of like I was playing uh, what, uh, one. Of, yeah, one of the Assassin's Creed's the pirate one, because mm-hmm. I love a pirate. Um, you get to hang out with Blackbeard. Who doesn't love that shit? Um, and the one and like the sex worker lady character that is there that you're just like, wow, why don't I get to play as her? I get to play as this blonde drunk or whatever. Um, and then she gets, spoiler alert, she gets, she gets killed for no good reason. Oh no, Um, who have predicted this? Who could have seen this one coming to raise the emotional stakes in like the most ham fisted way. Yeah. Yeah. I see that, um, a lot of people rightly will not kind of go for these games that are reinforcing this, this idea of the world. Or like if you're, trying to play games for escapism, which like mm-hmm. a lot of the time, yeah. like half the time I am half the time I'm playing them. Cause I think that they are like an incredible art form. But if I'm playing it for escapism, you would be like, I can't, I'm struggling to think of any game that you don't have to have a lot of caveats involved <laughs> Where you're like, this is, you know, this is a really great game to just like chill out and vibe with, but it like do- doesn't reinforce like red. People have told me Red Faction Gorilla. Um, it's like, so, have you played this? I haven't you played it. This? I've like seen the name. I don't even know what kind of game it is. I've just it's seen. probably it's probably like highly militaristic, but you're just. I I think it sounds kind of like you're probably in some like South American, um, like you're trying to overthrow the dictatorship or something. But it's still hyper violent, just like from a different point of view. It's just like that sounds. That sounds. I guess that sounds okay, but like <laughs> if you're if you're going on the baseline of like everything else that's coming out in AAA games, right? Like, like cool, and- you have a slightly more interesting story, but I don't know. There's this this thing where, like mechanics mechanics and game are what are what create the meaning. It's not so much the story, or like I I wish it was like that all the time. I feel like it's the, one of the hardest things to do if you're creating a video game, I think. So like, yeah, if you're pressing a repeatedly to just kill a bunch of people, like what are you learning? What is this game conveying? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know how particularly curious I am to find out more about that, I guess. I think I've completely fought. Like I'm, I, I mentioned Zelda. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying my time in Hyrule, but like, I think the only like real AAA games or anything I play anymore are, uh, Dark Souls. You're not a, you're not a Soulsman, are you? I am not. I like, uh, games that are easy. <laughs> oh, you're not. A, oh, you're not a real gamer. I, I see. I'm not a real gamer. <laughs> I like having a nice time with my friends. Um, so yeah. Uh, casual, casual. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I love watching people play games like that, which I think watching people play games, even if you don't like video games, watching people play games is also a great way to enjoy video games. Ooh, so yeah. I like this is also maybe a pro Twitch statement. I don't watch any Twitch. Like watch your don't form parasocial relationships with random people on the internet. Like just to hang out with your friends and watch them play video games. Just hang that's uh 
That's extremely good advice. I will mention, like, I tried to get good at uh, at the like Soulsborne games, and I got okay at them. And I have a way better time watching uh, this person, Merrick K. I've been watching a oh, lot yeah. of yeah, I've been watching a lot of her playing Dark Souls, uh, and ooh, she, it turns out she's really good at it. Anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> Where was I going? Oh, I was going to bring up Disco Elysium, but we need to do our own. That's, that's a whole ass episode. That's a whole episode. That might be a two-parter. If you're out, <laughs> if you're out there, if you haven't played Disco Elysium, I just I can't. I don't know how to. Because this is not a shitty computer game. Sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. You have to, you have to have a bit. You have to have a bit of a beefy setup, but. You got. You gotta get on. Gotta get on this. Anyway, we'll we'll save that for next time. Um, Maybe we should talk about some games that don't require a like eight hundred dollar laptop or some six hundred dollar PS five or cost sixty dollars or more a pop. In Canada, AAA games are eighty dollars each. That's nuts. I'm not paying that. No, I can't. No, no, no. Yeah, um, yeah. They raised the price to like seventy seventy dollars here, and I'm just like back in my oh, inflation in my day, etc. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you have you got any good uh, you got any good starter games? Because I got I got a little I got a little thing about Undertale, which I'm like this is probably the game that everybody's yeah. heard about. Um, I was yeah. gonna start with, with Sabbath because I think that one's only five dollars and it will definitely run on literally everybody's computer and God. kind of is a power fantasy, if you will, that we like. <laughs> that is that is true. I really dug Sabbath. Um, I guess. Um, all right, I'll just oh. get through. If if anyone's heard of um, Sabbath is uh, free now, or it's pay what you want. I would give yeah. this person money for for Sabbath, but like, yeah, <laughs> you should get you should give them some money. I get I threw them a couple of bucks and I played it on your suggestion, and I had a whale of a time. Um, yeah. yeah, you want to you want to get into Sabbath? Okay, Sabbath is maybe my most favorite video game of all time, and if you talk to me for more than fifteen minutes, I will try and make you play it. I feel like this is just a guarantee that I will do. Um, so it's a text based <laughs> game. It's made in Twine by Ono oh Problems. Um, it has a sick doom metal soundtrack and some sick demon pixel art. And I don't know if I'm supposed to spoil this, but also it's like the best part. Okay. Like it's essentially, it's about like, you're living in late capitalism. Your life is shit. You don't know what to do. So you summon the powers of Satan to do something about it. And that Mm -hmm. involves, uh, you know, like rampaging around the city and, uh, hanging out with hot witches and smoking weed and watching anime and like killing some priests and just like there are moments in this game that I've played it hundreds of times and I like still get goosebumps and get like so fucking pumped when I play this game it's so good and it can't be more than like 15 minutes long frankly like it's so worth it the writing is so reverent and so funny it's very very yeah, it's extremely good. I have it. What was when was the first time you played it, and what was the first ending you got? I guess spoiler alert uh, that there's different endings. <laughs> yeah, um, I first played it probably when it first came out, which I don't even know when that was. Probably like 2012, so probably like over a decade ago. Um, and I mean, there's only two endings, so I. <clears throat> The good ending. <laughs> yeah, me too. I got full communism. Uh, yeah. yeah, I and I was very proud of myself. Right afterwards, I played. I played this game. Emily is away, which I don't. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't have a lot 
to say about which I got I got a very brutal ending that the whole time I was just doing that sort of wheezing like <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> like really stressed out laugh uh, alone in alone in a room by myself um I think the better question to ask about Sabbath is uh what genitals did you have like what animal go, was goat head goat genitals are the best one <laughs> cool I'm glad I'm glad we can agree on this one I haven't played any of the other genitals but like I I struggle to see why you would want anything but a goat head that yells blasphemy uh-huh. as your yeah. genitals. It's pretty like, pretty top tier. I went into I went into the doctor when I was uh, picking up my estrogen years ago, and they, and they were like, "We don't offer that." And I was just like, "This isn't for me. This world is not my home." Medical Western medical systems have failed me again. If you can't give me the surgery, and um, we're out. We were born. We were born in the wrong, the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's the plug for Sabbat. Have yeah, like, cool junk. <laughs> yeah, go play. Go play Sabbat. Get get the coolest junk you could possibly get. You you think your junk in the real world is okay? Fuck you. No way. <laughs> no way. Can't no way. Live out. Live out the. Live out the fantasy you've always dreamed of. A cool goat head. Um, uh, or try the snake. Try the. I forget what the other choices are. I don't know. Re- yeah, report back. Um, yeah. yeah, if you. So I've Undertale also. Me too. I haven't revisited it in a while, but it does seem like it seemed like a good like kind of place to like put around the beginning because I think a lot of people have heard of it and it's pretty mm-hmm. low impact. It's pretty cheap. Um, it's on sale a lot. Um, and it can play on switch if you happen to have one of those. Um, basically it's like, you know, you're a human who falls into a hole that's a prison for monsters. And it's like a subversion of RPGs. It has a lot to say about personhood and whatever. Um, but a lot of the story shakes out if you go into it doing a pacifist run, which like playing other games that have graphics and have combat and stuff. I wasn't really prepared i'm mm-hmm. i i don't see why how you could be prepared for a pacifist run in it hardly any I game that when i first started it too it like took me a while to figure out that i could do that yeah i i figured it out pretty early but i had already killed some stuff um so i restarted mm-hmm. the game because i wanted to figure it out and then a flower yelled at me for yeah. doing a soft reset to get more out of the game like breaking this fourth wall and then just sending me tumbling into like this weird like space between like my reality and theirs and i think that's like just a good example of why i think games are such a good artistic and storytelling medium it has like infinite capacity to fuck with the people engaging with it i think Mm -hmm. that and i think that I would believe I like to think I would believe this in general, but when I was growing up and I played the first Metal Gear Solid and Psycho Mantis, mm-hmm. you fight Psycho Mantis and he goes through, if you haven't played it, they like go through your saved games for other video games you've played. And it likes this enemy you're fighting, like chides you for the other games that you're playing. And wow. I fuck, I love that shit. I love to, I think that 
Metal Gear Solid was very important for my wingnut beliefs for one thing, but also that art should always fuck with its audience just a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember what from Undertale, but I do remember being terrified when that flower was telling me it had deleted my save file. I was just <laughs> How did you know? Who told you? <laughs> Cause like I think this is this is also like a point about games is like you can't like you have to you have to do something to get something out of them. It's not like watching a movie. Like you can be bad at watching a movie, I guess, if you're bad at paying attention. But like yeah. your badness does not stop the movie from progressing. Your badness. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Your yeah. lack of attention doesn't stop the movie from your, playing. Your moral failings. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, we all have ADHD. It's really hard. <laughs> um but yeah, if you stop playing the game, like if my save file was deleted, like that's it. I don't get to move on in this. I don't get to find out what happens. I like don't get to, I don't know. I, yeah, it would just be over. So I think, yeah, it's very cool that, I don't know. It's just an active, you have to keep doing it. You have to pay attention to it. You, it's important. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's a story. Yeah, it's a story that you can dip in and out of uh, for the longer games that we're talking mm. about that like take multiple sessions to go through and yeah the games that are ac- that actually have a story that they're trying to tell that they're not just trying to like pad some stuff out to make some some like studio designed like hack bullshit um, they have like a story in mind that they want to get done. Uh, you have to pay attention. And since I, yeah, have deep ADHD, if I fall off a game and I come back, um, that's uh, d- kind of kind of difficult because um, I'm going to be a new person <laughs> by the time I revisit that game. I'm going to be a completely new person. So it makes sense to restart it. But I'm like, I already know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why like these these sort of hour-long like games that you can like plow through in a night or sort of leave up in your browser to get get going on the next day or something are are just so incredible yeah totally yeah i don't have the attention span for 60 hours anymore especially yeah 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 um i have another one that's kind of a couple sessions long one i think i did it in two or three but i also played it when I was in COVID isolation. So I don't know how long I was spending playing it at a time. Maybe it's a much longer game than I remember. Yeah, your mileage may vary. Uh, go off, please. Yeah. Um, it's this one called Signs of the Sojourner. I don't actually know if I'm saying that's Sir Sojourner right. That sounds right. Uh, that's how it's pronounced. Um, and I think this is, this is like such a heartbreaking and relatable game if you've ever traveled a lot. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's about, so it's kind of, I get, I'm trying to describe it. Okay. So like you have essentially a deck of cards and the only thing these cards are good for is for communicating with other people. And what you do is you match the symbols to like what the symbols that other people are saying. And when you can match them, you like have a fulfilling and good conversation with these people. And your role is you're like mother's your mother dies question mark I it is a video game and so you like have to travel the world, kind of like taking on her job which was a traveling like junk dealer or something like that I don't remember the specifics, but as you travel through the world you go to new places and 
you have the option of picking up new cards. And you can only have a very, very limited amount in your deck. So like you go, you travel, and then you come back to where you're from and you can't talk to them as well anymore. Like these conversations are not happening as clearly and as meaningfully as they once were. And like people are disappointed in you and they're having a hard time with you. But also to like have success in the world that you're traveling out to and going into, you also need to pick up more cards. And so it was just this like, I like, I think I got a really bad ending because I was trying to do like the typical game thing of like, spreading out my skill points and like having a little bit of everything. And so I, I can have it all. And I couldn't, I could not talk to anyone really well. Like I could like fumble my way through most conversations, but no one loved me. <laughs> this is wow. This is just your description is breaking my heart. It's like an old Irish traditional song. I'm, I'm deep. I'm deep in despair right now. This game sounds like my shit. It's so, it was really, really touching. And I feel surprised that I don't hear it mentioned more often. Like I don't hear it mentioned very much in any game circle. And I'm just like, no, this was huge. Like this was, and it made me rethink a lot about, I don't know, the way I move through the actual real world and like who I'm spending time with and for how long and when and like what I'm learning from there and like how hard it is to live in multiple places at the same time, which is something mm-hmm. I have done. And yeah. Yeah, it was really, really touching. So, Signs of the Sojourner. Ah, who is it by? I don't remember. I think, um, I think, I think a lot of... Publisher, so whoever did that. Yeah. Whoever did what? Sorry. Uh, Echo Dog Games is the publisher, so whoever is part of that. Good job. Echo, Echo Dog? You, damn, Echo Dog, you did it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think a lot of... Uh, yeah, it seems a lot of like anarchy adjacent um, people have that kind of like displaced experience mm-hmm. that I am I am always um, a sucker for art that's yeah. about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to just like go off about uh, about a couple games that uh, that you got? Because I got a I got a couple notes, but I think. I think you're the you're the expert here, and I would love to hear you just like go go ham on this. There are no experts. It's like who's an expert on zines? That's weird, you know. <laughs> you got you've got a great point there. <laughs> I would say you should go give me one more, and then I'll go again. All right, um, <clears throat> I got this game. It's a graphics game. Uh, I think I got it for free, um, and hopefully it's still free. Uh, <laughs> it's a. Uh, We've been talking. We've been talking a lot about like games that are basically poetry. This one is called "Who's Your Daddy." It's a two-player game where one of you plays a father trying to baby-proof a house, and the other plays a baby trying to unalive yourself through all the means a household can provide. Yes, um, yes. this is fantastic. It's it's great. I I had I had some great times with with some pals at the start of COVID playing that. Hell yeah. Some wonder um, I survived childhood because I was great <laughs> at it. Amazing. Um, I I have to like I want to two player games love them so much. Um, yes. And like I feel like I'm not I'm not anti VR in the sense of like I'm a luddite I hate new technology but it's like I'm anti VR because that's such an isolated experience. You just put this mm-hmm. thing, you disappear from everyone else like that's not fun. Um, for other two player yeah. games, I would like to recommend No Breaks Valet, which is free. It's definitely 
I'm pretty sure it's free. It's on like itch.io, which I should have mentioned at the beginning. Itch.io for all your free, cheap, weird game needs slash cheap game needs. It's there. Um, yeah. And you just need one shitty laptop. You don't even need two shitty laptops. You can um, do it all by yourself. It's yeah. it's me. Get get on it. It's it's full so, of some of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, Sorry, for sure. Um, and No Breaks Valet is really, really silly. Each person uses some keys on each side of the keyboard, and your goal is to you're a valet and you're trying to park cars and none of them have brakes. <laughs> Like it, it, and it's like little cheesy, like 16 bit graphics. And then there's weird other goofy stuff that happens. And it's, uh, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it because I've played it a lot with a lot of friends, but it's very silly and very fun. A very fun way to just get your really competitive friends to play it is my recommendation because they'll get frustrated and it'll be funny. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that's one that I tried to I tried to download on uh, on your recommendation, and uh, I'm gonna blame it on me getting getting distracted. A butterfly flew through the room, and I had to follow it around. Nice that you tried to download No Breaks Valet. Yeah, and then I may have actually downloaded it and just like didn't get didn't get around to it. Um, I'm gonna get we're gonna you gotta do it with a friend anyway. So uh, that's yeah. Uh, I gotta make some friends. Um, yeah, that's may- maybe something something I'll I'll get on get on tonight. Yeah, it's good. I want. I am excited to play that. Who's your daddy? One that sounds so. Insane. Oh yeah, do you want to play? <laughs> um, yeah, I have like a, a honestly a bunch of really good two player ones, but I don't know how shitty a laptop you need them for. So that might be another episode or something. It might, it might be you want to just like because I've because I think I think the last the last game I got on here I'm sort of guessing on uh, on uh, what it what it'll take from a laptop just because I wanted uh-huh. to talk about the goose game so if you want to just go off on some that you think might run that sounds great to me okay um let's see uh okay one that I. I really think you should play because it's extremely ridiculous. Um, one of the creators I really like a lot is Robert Yang. He is um, a gay video game designer who uses pretty like like the higher end sort of like AAA game making tools to make like weird gay shit about masculinity. Um, so I'm pretty sure they'll run on any laptop. Like they're not big, but they mm-hmm. are. Maybe they are using like you know like Unreal Engine and stuff like that. Um, but my favorite game by him is this one called the tea room, which is about, uh, sucking off a man's gun in a public restroom without getting caught by the police. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought you might like and find very Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you were right. I love that. Yeah, the guns are like so disturbing too, because like I mean, so many like it's being on these these triple A games where like you literally are just a walking gun, like that's what you are, <laughs> body. And so there's these like weird like flesh colored things that like get hard, like they like go <laughs> hard, and you're just like this is so creepy and horrible. <laughs> um, it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> what was the, what was the name of that game again? It's called The Tea Room. Tea Room. By Robert Yang. I'm pretty sure it's called The Tea Room. 
I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> historical public bathroom simulator about anxiety, police surveillance, and sucking off another dude's gun. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's got and it's and it's got graphics. It's got turbo it's got graphics, graphics on this thing. Definitely Great. got graphics. I think you can pee. Um, oh, this game's got it all. <laughs> you know, like what else do you need to do? There's tons of graffiti in the bathroom, but I don't think you can. It like starts off with you having to do like cruising eye contact stuff like while you're peeing and this other guy's peeing. It's great. It's so good. Fuck. And I think a lot of his games are are super, yeah, just very, very thoughtful. Like um, one of the first games I played with him, I I buy him. I don't remember what it's called, but it's a it's like a there's like a naked man on your bed and you like get to slap his ass and he like tells you how he wants it. And if you like do it too hard, you can't play the game anymore. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I do not like that. And then if you like reopen the game again, he's like, I don't want to play with you. And you're like, Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So they're like pornographic and um, meaningful, which meaningful, like the, the, uh, the, the, Totalizing, totalizing experience of consent, <laughs> like that will impact your life if you're if you're just not careful with the people you're with. If you don't yeah. listen to them, also don't get caught by the cops sucking off a dude's gun in the bathroom. That's also that's an just, important lesson. <laughs> that's just co- that's just common sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's really good. Let's see what else did I have on my list. Um, okay, I think this game is perfect, but it's also completely absurd. Um, it is free and I don't know how long it could take you a very short time to beat, or it could take you a long time to beat. It's called 293 keys. And, um, (laughs) all it is, is you get dropped into a room and then a pile of keys drops next to you and there's a locked door and that's it. That's the whole game. (laughs) And like, you have to like carefully pick up the keys one by one. And sometimes the keys like go flying off the edge. Cause it's a very, very small little platform that you're dropped on. And so like trying to like manage like, okay, where do I put the keys? I've already tried. And like, what happens if I just knocked a key off the edge? Like, what am I supposed to do? How do I get out? Um, and I think it's perfect, but I, I don't know why. I don't know why I think it's perfect, but. It sounds extremely, it sounds extremely meditative, like a very Zen. <laughs> game uh, a game th- a game that you can play and really and really work some stuff out really consider some things yeah you're and it's yeah i think it's because it, it really is it's just pure mechanic like there isn't a story about why you're in this room there isn't a story about where you're going it's just about the frustration of futility and like really really hoping and that's it that's all you got to go on is like hope and like barely ma- managing your chaos good luck Good, good luck, fucker. <laughs> I love that. That that sounds really good. That's something I should incorporate into my like daily meditation practice. Sure, but like, I mean, what do you do? One key a day. One what key a day. Yeah, that could be nice. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I've definitely done it. Where I've done, I'm pretty sure every single key, and I'm like, huh, must have been one of those random ones I just threw off the edge one time. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you haven't ever, you haven't ever. I've gotten won. out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just it's get like out. To also do like in a group of people in the sense that like you can all kind of take turns or like watch each other, you know, like it's not like a two player game in the sense that two people are playing it, but it is a good group game because everyone's just like, what the fuck? 
what the fuck is going on? And then they're like, why are you showing us this? And I'm like, no, it's, it's perfect art. Okay. No, this is what, this is art. You fuck, you fucking Philistines. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> this is not, this is like, this is truly modern art. This is what modern art fucking means. Yeah. Like, welcome to the future, fucker. Set your bags down anywhere. <laughs> or, or throw them over the edge. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Throw them into the abyss. Who gives a shit? Um, all right. What else you got? Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. I think another one I mentioned that it's another sad one. Um, Perfect. But it's not a free one either. I wish I had like more free ones. I, God, there's just so many. Um, okay. But this one's called Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. I know it was made using pretty much entirely like whatever the default base assets were for like it uses like stock music and stock graphics i'm pretty sure um and it's just uh okay it's a game about you're like a teenage a japanese teenage boy in high school and your life is kind of you're like in part of your little boy gang and your life is kind of going nowhere and the lives of your friends are going nowhere and um it's like <laughs> it's I feel like it's more open world than most open world games where you like you really get to do whatever you want to do. Like, do you want to go to school and study and like maybe try and be successful that way? Do you want to like go to the gym and learn how to fight better and like maybe do something that way? And like it's kind of ultimately just a bit of a nihilistic nothing matters. Like you're still going nowhere no matter what you do. And your friends are all going to drift apart and, or like get hurt or die because like that is just the lifestyle that you live in. Um, and it, yeah, it was just really good. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I can't describe it quite as impactfully as I have these other ones. But yeah, I don't know. If you've ever been a sad boy, I would recommend this game. You sold it better than most most games sell sell themselves like on the on the back of the case. Like I'm... Yeah, sold. I'm in. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. take that too, too, too long. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. There's the freedom to do anything you want in your shitty little suburb because there's nothing to do and no one to hold you accountable. It's like, yeah, that's relatable to me. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds like it will it will open a little portal to, to baby IO. Yeah. And help me help me op open some old wounds. Um, maybe next episode I should because the uh, you're mentioning a lot of games that I really want to play. We'll do a little a little corner where we like revisit them where after I played them. Oh yeah, sure. That would be cool. I pro I have to, I haven't played a lot of these in a while too. So I mean. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. We should get like your your new perspective and my my like brand new perspective. Cool. Yeah. Um, you said you had one more you wanted to talk about. I do. And uh, this one, I think, is, um, you know, I wanted to I wanted to keep most of these um, to like stuff that I was sure could run on a shitty laptop. This one I didn't actually check the specs on, but it's one that I know anarchists got really into. Everyone got really into. It's Untitled Goose Game, baby. And nice. <laughs> I think... I think it can run because I did run it on my old laptop, which was like had some had some beef to it, but wasn't uh, wasn't the best. Um, but I wanted to.
talk about it because it's about making problems on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, the game description itself, I think, is just like, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood and you are a horrible goose. Meet the people <laughs> in town, parentheses, you hate them. <laughs> um, I really, really liked that game because it, it felt like a nice reminder that being an asshole can be funny. And I feel like we've fallen into a world where like trolling just means like being a racist white separatist and like abusing people. But being an asshole and a troll can also be really funny. And we need to go back to the time when it was funny and not mean. (laughs) Look, there is an art to it. And I think that it's extremely good practice. uh, Praxis. It's (laughs) good praxis and praxis uh, to be to be an asshole if you're not uh like many of us are prepared to uh you know go out there and say some stuff that uh, and do some stuff that i shouldn't say on a podcast um there are like half measures you can do and they involve pranking people being being just a little fucking goblin around town um and this cuts cuts to the quick of that Mm -hmm. impulse that exists in all of us um where you're just a you're just a horrible little fucking goose ruining <laughs> stuff for no reason other than you were born into this world and you never asked to be. Nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, when I first uh, when I first got this game, I was living I was living in the basement of some like punks turned yuppies, and there was like a Christmas party, and I had my friends over, and they had their friends over, and nobody was really mixing well. And not and nobody was really being rude. We just didn't have we just didn't have anything to relate on anymore. <laughs> so so I, I like gross. You think they're like too clean and that's gross. <laughs> yeah, they're all talk. They're all talking about their their four hundred one ks and their and their Kia Souls, and we're talking about eating garbage and and fisting. Um, and so I just sort of was like, all right anybody who wants to come on down to the basement we're gonna play we're gonna play the goose game um and we just pass the controller around fucking up everyone's day taking turns as this goose and it was it's one of those moments that like when when i get the dmt trip when i'm like in my hospital bed dying it's going to replay as like ah i had a i had a fine life i had a, a wonderful time on this planet um it reminded me very much of when I I was living in this warehouse um, on the West coast um, that had a movie theater on a stage. There was a trap door that opened Mm -hmm. up into a hot tub on the stage. It was incredible. And like from Occupy onward, there was lots of chances to hate the police out in public. uh, Mm -hmm. Let's say and when the nights would wind down, we would all, um, whoever wanted to, would come over to my house, and we would all unwind playing Grand Theft Auto, like passing the controller around, seeing who could kill cops the best. Like <laughs> there was qu- like people were There's doing quiet. Again, it's not always bad. Sometimes you like it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it helps you realize things in the real world. <laughs> some sometimes it helps you get some some real ideas going. Uh, uh-huh. There were. People would do their quality runs, their quantity runs. And we were just all inventing little fictions, trying to keep each other entertained as we like, 
we were mostly most of the time we would just try and like stay up all night and go to jail support which like we were we were uh-huh. then not not we should have gotten a good night's rest but we were we were young um but that seems like, like a very healthy way to decompress i'm not gonna lie good job <laughs> it was i highly 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 recommend it to everyone like if you are really if you can get your friends together and hang out like i still i still do it when i've got when I've got the chance with, with some friends, it's just like a really fun way. If you're all, you know, you've, you're all caught up, you've heard each other's stories. You're just looking mm-hmm. for something to do, just like f- pass the controller back and forth and like, get it, like try and try and get your buddies to like be impressed with your, with your little, uh, your little terrorism runs. Yeah. Um, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's really one of my most cherished memories. It was like from, when I moved out of that place, I spent uh, a long few years um, living without electricity, just like kind of living in abandoned houses here and there and living in vans and stuff. And um, because of that, video games took on this like this quality of like a mythic Shangri-La, like this promised day when I can relax and just see what Mario and all his friends were up to. And <laughs> That's a big reason why I wanted to do this episode. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about games. I wish I knew about back then when I could, could have just like gone to the coffee shop, charge up my mm-hmm. shitty little Dell with fans that wailed over whatever sound was coming out of the speakers and like wallow my nights away on wow. some. So many weird little props to keep my fan quiet right now, just for the record. <laughs> just other fans, just fans on fans. It's like, I have like, lifting up my laptop so the fan doesn't make too much noise like oh yeah (laughs) yeah i had i had a weird i had a weird sort of like a built built myself a terrarium out of like old Uh old books to like keep the van fan elevated while it like just singed my lap away yeah these are the games for you (laughs) yep um just like us yeah um but yeah, that's why that's uh, a big reason why I wanted to do this do this episode honor honor that cherished memory of mine and like try try and communicate something back to me. I will say something. I just uh, I'll just go into like a few honorable mentions um, mm-hmm. of games. Uh, I just played this game Hyper Goblin Fortune Teller, which is like you could play it it. it uh, a goblin just uh, pulls a tarot card for you. Um, it's over in a second. You can infinite replay value. Um, excellent. Wow. Uh, what what well, was your what kind of fortunes did you get? Can you pull a fortune for us right now? Let's uh, yeah. Let's do a let's do a live one. All right. All right. Focus. Focus. Okay. Us? Okay. Okay. Breathe. The severaling. This card depicts a goblin's severed arm lying on the ground. As its former as its former owner walks away. There is a legend that just as you will regrow lost limbs in the right environment, the lost limb will grow a new you as well. This card asks you to consider what you have left behind and what may have become of it 
in your absence. May your hoard grow ever larger. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. <laughs> cool. and, you can just do it, and you can just do that over and over. Wow. It, it, it rips. It's free. Everyone go play it. <laughs> yeah. Think this is maybe someone else's new daily meditation ritual. One key a day, one goblin card a day. Like we've got you set up. Here's your new marking. Yeah, I bookmarked it. I'm going to as somebody I was told I'm I have a I have a very ramshackle mysticism uh that lives in my brain. And one of them is as somebody who like is not one of the queers who who is down with astrology. I love tarot cards, but somebody mm -hmm. once told me you have to be gifted a tarot set. Um, so yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't steal my own tarot set. I can't, I can't buy my own. I have to, I have to wait to be gifted it, but I don't, I've never asked for it. So nobody knows to give it to I, me. I, 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 yeah, I disagree with this. I think you can get your tarot cards, whatever way you want. I don't know, but it's true. And if I go steal it, it's a gift from me to me. Yeah. Um, I just have never, I've just never thought of it when I'm in a place with tarot cards. Really. Well, also, you can um, ask your friends for what kind of tarot cards you want also. That, and they can probably also go get them for you. That's true. Hint, hint, listeners. Hello. Um, I hello. Here I am. P.O. Box uh, something, something. I will uh, listen to the next episodes. I'll tell you. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, what, what else do we got? uh lapis lazuli labyrinth um just like you you fight a dream lord i, I feel like mm. if i talk more about it i might uh might ruin it i really like the story um and with again sorry lapis, lapis lazuli labyrinth labyrinth okay never heard of it exciting yeah um i, I think my friend Sybe made it um cool. but and then with those we love alive Mm -hmm. um by poor by porpentine which i played many many years ago and just replayed uh earlier today and loved it um she has a amazing command of language it's very poetic very trans very her loved voice it. is incredible i yeah i haven't engaged with a lot of her newer stuff but there's so many of her old things that i really love um I mentioned this a little bit before we started, but there was one called Atlantis that's about getting off on a Hitachi wand and like she nails it. Like she nails, she nails that feeling on how it's like kind of horrible, but like also you're coming. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> she nails a, a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of things that I thought would be unexpressible, especially about a trans experience that, um, the 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 grossness and like and impl implicit like evil and like uh mm -hmm. being against the world um in these she's ways so, that she's so good at cyberpunk too and like the ways that connects yeah. with transness i think as well like yeah you're in some psycho weird body with like a corporation that depends on something you need to live like it's like a baseline cyberpunk experience and then yeah she's able to like pick it in a lot of cool ways and make a lot of cool stories yeah really i think they're for the next episode i'm gonna i'm gonna download uh angel oh, fuck what is it eczema angel orifice i think it's a book what she writes mostly books now from what well, i know well, oh well all right i'll fucking read her book 
Yeah. <laughs> I like I like a, I like a writing. Uh, if yeah. I don't have if I don't if it's not a choose your own adventure sort of. I also experience. could be wrong about, it, but I'm pretty sure it's a book. Well, I'll tune in, tune in next time, listeners. I'll let you know if it is. <laughs> we um, don't even know what medium are we talking about. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, those are those are my honorable mentions. You got you got any more? Got any more you want to talk about? I got some. Um, I want to shout out some, I guess, creators. Like, okay, Alien Melons Tetrageddon, which I believe is free now. I can't describe it. It's like if your shitty 90s PC um, got like several viruses and wanted decided it wanted to end the world, like that's what this game is. Like I don't even – I don't even know Ooh, what it is. It's beautiful. so weird. And she – they – I don't actually know this person's pronouns. Um, this person works a lot in Flash, which is now dead and murdered. But um, the aesthetics of Flash are very, very present in their work. And it brings me a lot of nostalgia. And it's very, very beautiful. So that one's really good. Well, I miss I miss the Flash days. That also reminded me, and may, maybe you'll know this, but I've heard tell of this game where you're put up against a ch uh, some sort of a challenge and the game if you if you fail at the challenges will just delete random files from your computer oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you haven't you haven't heard of this no damn fuck <laughs> damn okay uh tune in tune in next time i'm gonna find out what this game was <laughs> shit but I, like I, oh, I, love, <laughs> I love inf i love the idea of inflicting that sort of chaos upon yourself I, this brings me back to, I know Porpin, I'm pretty sure it was Porpentine made one that was a story told through files on your computer. Like you downloaded the game and it was like you were clicking through different folders to like talk to people or something. There was one that was kind of oh. like that. Um, yeah, weird stuff. Uh, let's see, other games I like. Um, the Catamites. Uh, everyone should play their games. They're so weird and so good. And... I was just replaying 10 beautiful postcards a little bit today. They just do these super bizarre, surreal collage sort of things. Um, and like have an aesthetic and like a sense of play and language that is like so outsider. Like I can't put this person into any categories because they're just making weird shit and it's great. Um, Something else I also want to, because we've been talking about free games and free cheap games. I also just want to talk about Bitsy really quick because it is not only mm -hmm. like if you look up like Bitsy games on itch.io, there's a ton of free stuff to play. Um, it's also a game creation engine that runs in your browser. So like if you play games and you get excited about making games, you don't need expensive equipment and you don't need a fancy laptop to even make games. You can just, it like has really intuitive things for you to make little animations and little two color color palettes and it's all pixels um i've made a game in it it didn't take very long to figure out i used very little to no programming and it was really fun so um not only can you play games you can make games for on a shitty laptop for free excellent that's a really good to tie our zine theme all the way together. <laughs> no, that's an excellent. Uh, unless you have any more, I think that's that's a really good place to to leave it as a a, chal I, a challenge to listeners. 
I have so many more, but we can't keep talking forever. So let's leave, still, let's leave. there's so many out there. Yeah, leave them. Let's leave them one and more because we're gonna come back with uh, with another episode with some more with some more recommendations uh, sometime soon. I don't know in the future. Well, you'll yeah. you'll you'll see it. I would love to know if there's a way that I, you could if people send you game recommendations. If I could also see them somehow, that would be cool. Cause yeah, I'll, know, like, especially the weird shit that like your friend made that no one else has <clears> seen. <throat> I, I want to know what it is. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I'll forward everything to you. Um, are you on? Are you on the Discord? We have a Discord now. I don't think I'm on the Discord. Oh, I we got too many Discords. But what's yeah. one more? <laughs> what's what's one more amongst friends? Um, yeah, I mean we have uh, everybody. Everybody, get on the Discord uh, and send me uh, send me your weird fucked up game recommendations uh, there or on uh, the internet. I guess we can. I guess we can segue into plugs. This seems like an episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I think this is a great episode. I had a lot of fun. I have some things I want to play. Um, I hope people play things I recommended because uh, they're great. Yeah, that I uh, you've knocked it out of the park for every game that I've played that you've recommended so far. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> where where can people find you? Do you want to plug anything? Um, I don't want to exist on the internet. Um, Noble media is really, really going to hell. So find me in real life. Um, I throw sick parties sometimes. Uh, I can't tell you about them right now because they're currently in the works. Um, can't, can't I'm the, I largely do voice and audio work. I do a lot of, um, I, I'm like, I joke that I'm the voice of strangers in a tangled wilderness. Cause I do a lot of their audiobook content and it's great. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I'm a good friend. That's my plug for myself. Be a good friend to your friends. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can confirm, uh, be as a good friend and the voice of strangers in a tangled wilderness. Anyone who says different is lying. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, while I still exist on the internet, you can usually find me at, uh, at Bumlung and, um, yep, that's, that's it. Um, yeah, that's, that's an episode and thank you for listening. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, this is Io saying I'll see you at the movies. Wait, is that how you end the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Movie, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the thing I <laughs> the oh. thing I said the first episode. Now I think I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You've committed. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>